Hi and welcome to Spiritually Aligned, the podcast for reprogramming your mind for inner peace and happiness and navigating in this world as a spiritually aligned human. My name is Charlotte and in this episode I was joined by Sarah. We talked about practical tools that you as a high achieving leader can use in order for you to prevent burning out and prevent taking on too much and letting stress get the best of you. I believe that as light workers and wanting to have an impact in this world, we really need to learn how to take care of our own energy so that we can do what we came here to do and do so as being aligned with our happiness energy and not taking on too much and feeling like everything needs to be perfect and everything needs to get done right now. So enjoy whatever you're doing right now and enjoy this episode. I see you, I love you and I bless you. Today I will be joined by Sarah. Sarah is an international mindset and business strategy coach for high achieving visionary leaders. She has clients across the globe and has coached executives, regional directors, VPs, senior managers, middle managers, and new managers, as well as many entrepreneurs from coaches, financial advisors, and a wide variety of industries. She blends her unique approach of formal business training, experience working in an executive office, and leadership expertise with her deep understanding of conscious living, self-awareness, manifestation, and more, which we will dive into more deeply in this episode. Her sweetness and positivity is transmitted through her being and her voice, which I noticed immediately the first time I spoke to her. Her unique techniques to help leaders really thrive and align their energy is a gift to this world, which is why I'm so excited to have her on today's episode. Thank you, Sarah, for being here and welcome. Hi, Charlotte. Thank you so much. What a beautiful introduction. I'm so excited to be here with your community of aligned people. So exciting. (laughs) So you have worked with many leaders and this interests me so much in different parts of the world and different positions and I what I'm really interested is is what are the main things that you see them struggle with I think the biggest theme that comes up the most is workload so people in high performance roles or maybe they're a high achieving leader and they have big expectations for themselves, whether that's in business or in their professional role, they tend to take on a lot. So they're already probably in a very big position where there's a lot of workload. And then the people that I tend to work with the most also have a lot of passion for making positive impact in the world, like you are, Charlotte, and doing (laughs) these things maybe on top of doing another job. So I find that a lot of people end up burning themselves out or getting overwhelmed. Even though they have big visions, the day-to-day stuff gets in the way or how to really work through that in a way that allows them to stay aligned instead of being overwhelmed and burnt out. Uh, Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. Workload and wanting to make a huge impact in the world. I know. Um, When you work with them and you see them struggle with this, 
do you mix uh, spiritual and energy alignment tools when you work with your clients? Absolutely. If it, I didn't used to, but I found that they both need to work together. So I believe that for someone to be positive leader and really have a positive impact in the world, having the business expertise and leadership isn't enough. The, the people that we show up as, you know, how we are internally, and that includes our energy and our spiritual growth and personal development. If that is lacking, then the other part really suffers. So I actually work first on the energy piece with people and then the other pieces can fall into place much more easily. Yeah, makes, <laughs> makes all the sense in the world to me. But I know that also um, many, not all people are that open to kind of starting with the energy alignment tools, but have you find, found yourself drifting more towards leaders that are open to that? Or when did you start mixing that kind of work with these uh, really high achieving, ambitious leaders? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> I, think I, I kind of, I bring it up in a, in a way of talking about it like productivity. Yeah. So, if someone is aligned, things are easy, things flow, you know, somebody comes into your life at the right time with an opportunity that you're looking for, you know, everything is as much easier and people can be more productive. When you're not aligned, when your energy is off, everything is hard, um, work is difficult, you have more challenges with people. And so um, maybe I, I don't necessarily Put it out there as a spiritual perspective but i believe that that is the piece that makes the biggest shift for me and my clients i know personally when i'm off it makes a big difference so i've created a whole kind of way of describing it um, i call it my exhale and thrive strategy because i believe we need to take the time to do the self-care and the inner work and exhaling and recharging before we can thrive before we can be those high performance people that we want to be Yes, I totally agree with that. And I, I actually find it fascinating that you have been able to come up with a kind of terminology of or way of using words that kind of brings it on a brings it to a point where people that are not even that spiritually minded or just are not comfortable talking about it in that way can still get the benefits of aligning their energy and not having to use words or vocabulary that is not aligned with their beliefs or yeah what they feel yeah. comfortable with yeah i think that that's kind of came from my own background of working in the government which i believe people you know we need to be sort of all-encompassing and welcoming and sometimes when we share our beliefs it can divide so I, i've been really um, aware of presenting things in a way that can be welcoming to a variety of perspectives. Uh, back when I used to, used to be teaching meditation when I first started, I really wanted to teach it in a way that talked about the brain and the science behind it versus perhaps maybe a religious affiliation because I, I could see the benefit across the board. And so I've, I've been deliberate in trying to present myself that way. And I think that's how I've been able to maybe merge the two more comfortably instead of feeling like business and professional life has to be in one side of the spectrum and my personal growth and spirituality has to be on the other side. I think they're, I mean, we're all one person, so they all need to be able to merge somehow. I, I like that you see it that way because sometimes I even find myself in the, 
you know, I don't want to work with anybody who can't handle my terminology or the way, mm. exactly the way I talk, when really there are situations where I can see that people would benefit from exactly what I have to say if I would just use different words. Mm -hmm. like exactly what you said for example meditation some people and sometimes this might not be a male or female thing but I have often males coming to my meditation classes and they really respond most of them really respond better when I speak about neurology and their brain mm -hmm. and the benefits of that in meditation and I find it really like interesting and I have done a lot of like self-searching in that way that I don't always need to write off the people that are not aligned with my terminology if they are still open and and receptive to and I can see the benefits of having that and working with them so yeah I think that's really interesting that you have found, found a balance especially especially in the business world <laughs> mm -hmm. well I think that everybody's gonna attract different types of people yeah. So maybe if, you know, the terminology you use when you're teaching meditation and the other work that you do, some people will be comfortable with that and other people won't. You know, when, when, when we're teaching people, if they're strong scientist people, then, you know, to be able to communicate them is, is very different than to communicate with somebody who goes to yoga every day. You know, <laughs> it's kind of a different perspective. Um, there's, yeah. So I think being able to speak to the audience is important, but at the same time, I think it's important for us to be able to share our own passions. So I like talking about the neuro neurology and the brain piece behind it. Cause I find that fascinating and I'm happy to read books about it Yeah. or somebody else might find that boring. So for me that I found it exciting. So people wanted to learn from me about that because I was excited about it. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Yeah, still trying, staying true to your passion. And yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I like that. So, so I think what, both. <laughs> yeah. speaking to people in a way that is, is um, comfortable, but then also, yeah, doing what, what feels natural to us as well, I think is important too. Yeah, definitely. definitely. They're not deviating to only speaking to your audience the way they want to be spoken to, but also yeah. staying true to you. Yeah. I definitely, mm -hmm. definitely identify with that. So what are some really practical tools that you have implemented when working with your clients? You already mentioned meditation, but what are some other practical tools? Mm -hmm. Well, the, the system that I can have come up with, I use two different things maybe we can talk about today. One is looking at your energy in and your energy out. So whether that's from a yin-yang perspective or if you, I like to think of it almost like a gas tank. Mm -hmm. So as a high achieving leaders and people that I like to work with or people that are passionate that really want to make a difference in the world, it's easy for us to put energy out all the time by doing stuff and creating things and whatever energy out is. But when we don't do the energy in part, the energy out part ends up leaving us empty. Yeah. Um, and especially as women, that, that is kind of how we need to fill up first before we can have access to share with others. So it's a simple concept, but I find it's powerful when people actually implement it this way. So I've come up with this concept called inside out scheduling. And the idea is that we look at filling our energy gas tanks up first, doing the things that 
inspire us, that bring us to our spiritually aligned selves first, and then do our work, then do, do whatever tasks we have on our to-do list. Ooh. What does that look like? I'm so curious. Okay. <laughs> so an example of that would be, um, and I have a PDF guide that has all the checklist steps, so I don't have it in front of me, but I'll give you a quick summary. It's basically just knowing what's most important to you in your life mm -hmm. and having an idea of your values and your priorities first, yeah. and then making sure that those things are getting your, the first amount of energy in your day or in your week. So for your community, especially being spiritually aligned is going to be probably number one, I would think, or pretty high up there. <laughs> yeah. So prioritizing that first, you know, I'm a morning person. So I do all that stuff in the morning so that when I get into my work or get into being connected with people, I'm already then in that aligned state. Um, yes. If you don't do that, then things just don't work the same way things don't flow as easily and all of that so by it basically i look at people with their schedules and actually slot in whatever amount of time it is that you need to be able to get to that spiritual alignment piece every day so maybe that's 20 minutes maybe it's two hours maybe it's once a week maybe it's every day so everybody's going to have a different need there or a different um level that they're looking to achieve so by setting that up first then making sure you take lunch breaks and all of that basic self-care stuff that we often throw out the window when we need it most <laughs> and then um, setting those things up and actually creating the containers for all of that energy in piece to happen and then looking what's left at how much time, maybe there's only three hours left to work instead of five or eight hours, but those three hours are going to be 10 times more productive because you've done this alignment work. You've, you're, you're showing up with a full gas tank of energy. Oh, I really like that. I mean, I, I talk about this in another way and I use this in my, in my day, like, as I wake up in the morning connecting to myself and I also believe that you just don't have the same energy and things don't flow, there are not that much synchronicities, things, the things you touch mm -hmm. and do are just not that high vibrational. If you don't do the, like you call, fill your tank up first. So I really like mm -hmm. that way and the name, inside out scheduling and the, the analogy of like fueling yourself first and filling yourself up first and then looking what you have left to give out. And, mm. and I really like the idea of the checklist. Is the checklist available on your website? It is, absolutely. I share the link with you guys and you can all download it and um, then apply it to your own life because everybody's schedule is going to be a little bit different. Um, but I've found that it seems like such a simple thing it's like, yeah, yeah, I know I need to exercise. Yeah, yeah, sure, I should sleep more or you know, eat better or take lunch breaks. But it's so easy to drop these things off. And if I could Always. share any tip, I would say this is probably the biggest shift to make. Yeah. Simple but massive shift. But it's, it's, it's really, it's so true. Those are the things that... that Day. like the, those are things we we leave out just mm -hmm. because we we all of a sudden prioritize other things and it's almost like you can feel when your energy is just leaking out of you and you yeah, exactly 
and you feel like yeah. so stressed and you don't even have time to sit down and, and eat and you're doing 500 times while you're eating because you are yeah yeah because there's so many things you got to do so either it's obligation or you want to like it, it's not always bad but yeah. still um it can kind of take over and kind of creep in and and erode that self-care piece um and i i've worked with many leaders over the years as clients but also just as colleagues and i've seen ver a variety of different approaches and the superstar leaders the ones that are totally you know amazing you know when they walk in the room and they've got everyone's respect and all that they are the ones that still make time to go see their kids softball game and they are the ones that make sure that they do exercise and they're the ones that write notes to thank people for meeting with them and these kinds of things um can only happen i believe when we set our priorities the right way dad i i was just picturing them writing thank you notes and taking the time mm -hmm. being connected in another way and showing up in rooms in another way and like not showing up as their um, stressed, uh, busy, not having time to connect with people selves, but mm -hmm. really being there. Mm -hmm. Fully present. And these are the leaders that can handle the stress better. Yeah. Um, you know, they make better decisions. Um, they're much more pleasant to be around. Um, I know myself as I, when I've been at various chapters in my career and times where you know, I've been leading people and, and barely had time to connect with them because I felt like there was so much to do. But when I switched it around and connected with them first, they had what they needed. We, we knew that everything was flowing properly and then I was able to go and focus on my other things. Exactly. Same amount of workload, but just different approach and, and yeah, it can be massive. Exactly. So meditation is, is one practical tool that you taught them mm -hmm. and the inside out uh, scheduling. So it's kind of through the inside out scheduling, they then start to have this morning routine and these little breaks or what does it look like? Mm -hmm. so, so through basically scheduling your inner needs first before you do your external stuff, you're going to have more of a full gas tank regularly. Another piece that I recommend looking at is where is your energy being drained? Like you said, sometimes it feels like it's being drained out of you all the time. Mm -hmm. so maybe there are things that need some attention um, in your life or your work or your business that are distracting you and draining you. So taking the time to deal with those things and address them, whether that's your surroundings, your, you know, your finances, maybe your nutrition, maybe relationship stuff. You know, all these different parts of our life can really sap our energy yes. because something is maybe needing some attention and hasn't been given it yet. So that's another piece I would say is looking at where the, what's going out and then also look at what, what gives you energy. So I love hanging out with friends and we just had a beautiful Sunday dinner with some friends this weekend and they give us energy. And so looking at how much energy something gives or takes also can help. So whether it gives you maybe a plus one of energy or a minus three of energy, <laughs> and kind of looking at it in a weird, in a practical way that way um, can also help you be a little more intentional about what you're choosing to do and when you choose to do it. <laughs> I love that. Did you ever walk around with a little <laughs> list of writing down yeah. pluses and minuses? Yeah. <laughs> so programs, I do have a worksheet to go through it that detailed, but even just being 
a little aware of it. Yeah. Um, the difference. Yes, the awareness of that. Those are, yeah, I really like that you remind us of those things. Like, of course, like they are somewhere in the back of the mind if you have spent time on self-awareness and um, kind of having awareness of your own energy, but just a reminder of it. I've, I really like that. Yeah, well, I, I, I teach it because I need to always remember it. <laughs> this is something that comes up again and again. So that's why I've been able to create it into a bit of a model so that, you know, I, I remember when I forget. You know? um, and so I can help share it with others too. So we all do that. Teach what we need to be reminded of. I love that. I love that. Um, so have you always been connected to your spirituality or when did you kind of wake up to that? I've always been a positive person and I believed in thinking positively even before I was aware of that in the external world. Um, but I would say my spiritual process kind of happened in my mid-20s, mm -hmm. being more aware of myself and how I was interacting with the world. And basically I would say my, my self-awareness is where my, as well as my spiritual journey kind of kicked off pretty big in my twenties. Um, and slowly over time, then that's when I started meditating, doing a lot of yoga. And so that's been sort of my background. Um, and then it gradually shifted into bringing it into teaching meditation and then coaching people around all of this stuff as well. So it sort of gradually grew from just internal to now kind of sharing these things with other people. Was it always just, was it like a smooth? Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> that would be nice to say, but no. Smooth now, most of the time, pretty smooth now. <laughs> Okay, so, so there was some resistance? Yeah, I think, well, I've been journaling about it and stuff lately since you've been asking me these questions. And I remember one of the most painful moments I had uh, was when I realized how I was speaking wasn't how I thought I was coming across. And so it was a big slap in the face that I thought I was a nice person. I had <laughs> nice things in my mind. I was told I was a nice person, but I was, it was highlighted to me that the way I was communicating wasn't having the impact that I had intended. And that was a hard thing to realize um, that oh. I maybe needed to increase my self-awareness in that area. Yeah. And um, be more, uh, take more responsibility in how I was showing up in the world and how I was um, sharing my energy or communicating with people. Wow, I've, I've actually never heard it that way. Mm -hmm. that, that was the thing that brought someone to self-awareness. And that, but that's pretty logical when you say it that way. But that <laughs> takes like a big taking, like that's a big hit on your kind of self-esteem and your ego. <laughs> it was at the time. Yeah, it was huge. Because I thought I was like always a nice girl. So where did this come from? So, <laughs> It, yeah, it was, it was hard to realize I was hurting people when I didn't mean to. Um, yeah. And yeah, but it basically placed the ownership then back on me and how I was showing up in the world. And when I think about my biggest um, message for people would be that self-awareness and empowerment piece. 
um, that we do have the ability to influence our world and how things happen and how people treat us and how we treat other people. And so recognizing that I think is the most empowering thing in the world, though it was hard to go through that growing pains at first. Can I ask you how you went through that self awareness, like people, if they struggle with it or they, they want to get to know themselves, but they don't know how, do you have any tool for them or that you use that worked for you? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I would say I've always been, um, I found mindfulness meditation has been sort of my biggest tool and yoga and journaling. So anything that sort of helps you look at your thoughts and your feelings and people can be a great mirror for us and, you know, our work and our careers and interactions as well. But I'd say the because I've taught meditation, that's sort of where my, my journey has been so far is being aware of our thoughts and our emotions. Sometimes it's hard to even look at them. I've known people that didn't even want to meditate because they didn't want to sit in a room with themselves. Yeah. And so if that's the case, <laughs> maybe that is too, that's too deep in, into the deep end right away. So maybe people would be better off doing things like yoga or other types of physical exercise where there's movement there and that the self-awareness can sort of be a softer piece. Whereas sitting in mindfulness meditation, you're sitting there with you and yourself and that's it. So it's a yeah. bit more intense, mm -hmm. but yeah. it's not scary. <laughs> you're still driving the bus. It's not scary. <laughs> it, just, it just can be a little bit more, um, uh, I don't know, the volume might be a little bit louder. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, kind of, uh, that was my experience also when I started meditating. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be alone with myself. Mm -hmm. so I can relate to that. But yeah, that self-awareness um, through mindfulness meditation and yoga and journaling, big, big thing for me also. I would also always tell people to start journaling your thoughts and get to know yourself. And yeah, <clears throat> I, I like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just time too, you know, by going through experiences and things, then you start to see patterns or you start to see, you know, things shift. So I think the biggest shift at all is just being aware. And yeah. then the other pieces kind of happen from there. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> You're welcome. I always love the examples of how people kind of navigated through their journey, because I know that when people hear other people's stories, at least that was like for me when I first started, it's so much, um, yeah, kind of easier to go through that. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely glad that I did. Yeah. <laughs> Life is great now, um, though I did go through some, some big shifts, uh, relationship shifts and career shifts and mostly internal. Um, but yeah, some external stuff too. Yep. Internal shift, gotta love that one. <laughs> Happens again and again. Um, yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you, what does alignment or thriving, as you call it, feel like to you internally, and how does it externally or practically look like when you work on your business? Yeah, that's a great question. So internally, for me, um, feeling aligned and thriving really feels to me like 
I'm inspired. I've got a full tank of energy like we talked about. Um, I've got sort of this feeling of connection to the bigger picture. So whether that's oneness or, you know, more of a strategic perspective or just big picture, you know, I don't, it's, it's like I'm open to bigger things. Mm -hmm. um, also feel like ideas and creativity is naturally bubbling up easily. Yeah. We talked about synchronicity a bit where things happen or you meet people or opportunities come along or you just happen to read something at the right time. Everything just seems to flow. Things yep. are easy. Um, this tends to come when I'm more connected to myself on a regular basis. So when I've set that schedule and I'm sticking with it, that tends to, this tends to come out more then. And basically just feels like everything is flowing and easy and, and I guess if I could describe it in a lit up way, almost like my body is sort of fully aware, sort of alive. Yeah. Hmm. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's so, so nice to do things from that energy. Isn't it? Yeah, it's like a, it's a great place to live. <laughs> and then so the impact in business and in work, I'd say, is basically the a natural outpouring of that. So um, things flow much more easily. Instead of having challenges with your computer, everything works well. You know, things are quick. People respond quickly. Everything just sort of just flows you tend to get way more productive much more quickly <laughs> yeah. um, I don't have my list in front of me of all the different things but basically you're able to make clear decisions you're able to communicate better with people and connect better with people you're going to attract people better all of that kind of thing that's true I also find that when I'm in that um, kind of alignment uh i just get like these inspired ideas and inspired action ideas that mm -hmm. things that i didn't think of i'm just like oh gotta do this and it leads to something amazing and exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah it can be like a facebook comment or writing in a facebook group or looking at some picture or writing some email that you didn't think of and magic happens after that mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the difference between being aligned and not. Exactly. You know, everything else kind of works well. Um, I saw an image online a while ago, and it basically had the word hustle, and it was crossed out. And it said, instead of hustling and rushing and trying to push and drive and force things, it's talked about just being in alignment and then letting all of that stuff just sort of naturally flow in where it needs to. Exactly. <laughs> the hustling. Uh, exactly. I like that. I, yeah. I think there can still be hustle in alignment mode, but it's very different. Yeah. It's very different. It's not forcing then. It's just, it's sort of supercharged energy with enthusiasm and inspiration. Oh yeah, true. Like I don't want people to think that alignment is just you're chilling on the floor. Right. <laughs> <That's really laughs> but doing things out of alignment or hustling out of alignment, it's such a great great feeling instead of trying to force the things that yeah just pushing 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 and forcing and like that output that you talk about only output 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 without feeling full first mm -hmm. and, and like uh, forcing these emails that you're not feeling and sending an email with a 
like shitty energy and just writing even just creating content with that low energy that is infused into everything you write and say and mm-hmm. yeah it's just such a different vibration around your whole like presence and your whole business and your whole work and yeah exactly <laughs> I'm so excited that you get it because <laughs> it, it is amazing it's just it, yeah an amazing shift everything else just kind of falls into place yep okay um one thing that i also really wanted to ask you is there is there one limiting belief that you let go of that shifted your energy the most or caused a major breakthrough in your life I probably have two. So I, I, the first one would be work has to be hard. So that kind of sort of comes with what we've already been talking about, believing that work has to be hard. For some reason, I grew up with the concept that if you're working, you have to work hard. Like you ha- it, it can't be fun. It can't be easy. It has to be hard. Otherwise, it's not work. So there's this sort of um, convoluted idea in my head that um, for something to be valuable, you have to work hard at it. Uh, so the big shift for me in the last few years has been working can be easy and can be fun and can be enjoyable. And it can still technically be counted as work, even though I'm having fun doing it. So yeah. that's been the biggest shift. Yeah. And then the other one that ties into that is perfection. So I know high achieving people that I tend to work with tend to have high expectations of themselves and others. And perfection can tends to get rolled up in that as well. Um, and so not only does work not need to be hard, it doesn't have to be perfect to be valuable. So those two pieces together have been huge shifts for me in, in learning to let those go and being okay to be flawed and being okay to be human and still share things and know that they'll still be valuable for people. It's still a hard one. It still gets me every so often. <laughs> yes, but so many of us have that, that work has to be hard and everything needs to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So I like that you changed it into just the opposite, which I always uh, tell people, like, take that limiting belief, switch it to the exact opposite. Like you said, like, no, work doesn't have to be hard. Work gets to be easy. Work can be mm-hmm. fun. Work can be easy. Mm, mm-hmm. I like that. I know that so many listeners are going to identify with that one. Thank you for sharing. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> Before we wrap up and I want to tell people where they can find you, do you have one quick uh, advice that you wish you would have known when you were younger? Um, Yeah, I think just basically what we've already kind of touched on today is the the self-awareness and empowering piece. So sometimes people can feel frustrated or or wishing things were different, whether that's in work or business or your leadership or your personal life. And so knowing that how we show up really impacts how the world responds to us really is a big, I think, a big shift for me when I look back on it. Um, I mean, I think it seems obvious, but also it isn't. You know, if something isn't working well, if we can turn that back on us and be an empowered person and how, how can we show up differently to shift that situation, then the rest kind of just sort of, we get, I guess what I'm trying to say is we're more than an empowered state instead of a victim place. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like we are empowered and we can change our lives through showing up differently. 
what you mm-hmm. look like yourself and what you can do and shift things. Yeah. And I think that can be applied in anything, whether we're talking about the environment or we're talking about health or we're talking about relationships or business. Yep. And really that's, that would be my message for the world. If I could, you know, wave a magic wand, I would want everybody to feel empowered and being able to um, live the life that they want to and have the positive impact that they want to in the world. And everybody's going to do have their own version of that. And that's how I think we heal and uplift the planet. Well, I want I want that same one. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do the same. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for sharing all your insights and all your experience. And there are so many beautiful gems and goodies that you shared. And uh, I want to know, and I want the listeners to know. Uh, where can we find you and how can we work with you? Yes. Oh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. I love and chatting about this stuff, Charlotte. It's been so great. Uh, so I would love to connect with anybody that is interested in finding out more or connecting with me online. So I've, my website is exhaleandthrive.com. And if you're interested in getting this free inside out scheduling checklist to find out how you can kind of try applying these things to your own life, Um, I'll give Charlotte the link and then you can um, sign up for that. It's free and then you get on my email list and we can communicate that way. I've also got Facebook and Instagram links I'll give to you as well. Yay, I will put everything in the show notes so you guys can go dive in. And just thank you, Sarah. It was such a blessing to have you on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you also, Charlotte. It's been amazing to talk about all of this stuff and uh, really dive into my passion and share it with you guys. (laughs) It's been a lot of fun. So it's been an honor to be part of your community and to show up on your podcast. So I look forward to connecting with you guys all some more. Thank you, Sarah.